everyone and welcome to Gorgab. I am your host, Uncle Ponyboy, and I'm here with my co-host with the most, DJ Daniel Gill. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so, Daniel uh, doesn't even remember this movie right N- now. Not at all. I don't know what we're doing. I don't even know that he knows we watched a movie. Yeah, I, uh, well, <clears throat> okay, so the first time we watched it, uh, I fell asleep. Yes. Actually, you didn't fall asleep. You said, hey, man, I'm really sorry. I don't think I can finish this. Then you left. I'm pretty sure I had, like, fallen asleep. For a you may bit. have. For a little bit. You are cuddled <laughs> up to my dog. Yeah, I think that, and then when I woke up, I was like, dude, I can't, I cannot do this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I enjoy this movie. I yeah, I I think it's cuz it's such a slow burn. It starts out really slow for sure. So, I mean, I guess we could talk about what movie we're doing. Oh yeah, uh so <laughs> So we're doing Intruder, which came out in 1989. It was directed by Scott Spiegel. It is basically a bunch of people trapped in a grocery store. Yeah, so the being murdered to death. Literal entire premise of this movie is people trapped in a grocery store and being murdered to death. and being murdered to death. I mean, I got like, and I think that's probably why I fell asleep because so this movie is like maybe like an hour and a half long, hour and twenty seven minutes, and probably the first hour of it is story building. If you can call it that. Well, and like, that's, I mean, that's my thing is like, so like the last like 20, 30 minutes are great. Oh yeah, yeah. Murders galore. Good Some mur- good murders. Good murders. Uh, K&B did the effects. That's uh, Kurtzman, uh, Nicotero, and Berger, which they've done so many, so many movies and great, great effects in a lot of movies. Yeah, I mean, the effects are are good uh but it just takes so long to get there and it's all fucking useless <laughs> there's a whole lot of uh like like uh sneaking around a grocery store going on yeah so uh i don't know man you want to just like get into the plot or do you want to jump directly into it i yeah, I mean, do you have anything else to talk about? Not really. No. Okay, so okay, so uh, it starts out with the credits, obviously. The credits. It's just this, uh, this just shot of the moon that never does anything else. It's just a shot of the moon, credit scroll. We find out uh, Bruce Campbell is actually in this movie. Mm. At the very end, he plays one of the police officers. Uh, we already talked about the uh, K and B, the effects company that did the movie. Yep, They're pretty fantastic work. So, and there actually, Sam and Ted Raimi are both in this movie. Yes, which yes. is surprising. Uh, but that's really the only people of any importance. Well, we talked earlier about Burr Stevens, who plays uh, this guy named Bub in the movie, and he is. He's your uh, your stereotypical stoner in the movie, and mm. when I say that, I mean like the surfer, like whoa, like type type guy, the guy everyone knows one of. Yeah, yeah. He he. 
Oh, shit! What the fuck was that? I don't even know. I think someone just got murdered. <laughs> in this room. In this room, apparently. So, so Burr Stevens, uh, he, he went on to direct Igby Goes Down. He did episodes of Weeds. 17 again, Charlie St. Cloud, so lots of Efron in his future after this movie. Super efron And Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which I didn't even finish, honestly. Efron or dance. Is it? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly uh, that. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, there's no one that you would, like, notice. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's not somebody, there's not anybody in it that's, like, like recognizable. Yeah, no, no casual viewer is going to be like, Oh, that guy's Shit, Burr Stevens. Yeah, uh, and like, and even at that, most people probably wouldn't even recognize Sam or Ted Raimi. Yeah. If you're yeah. a horror fan, you might, but... Uh, well, and so th- this movie has a lot of ties to the Evil Dead franchise. Like, a lot of these people are friends with Sam Raimi, obviously Bruce Campbell. Like, these people right. all came up together doing horror movie stuff, and it, it was it was cool to see all these people in the same movie. Yeah, and so, I mean, obviously, like, this is, I'm gonna be, yeah, I mean, honestly, this just feels like something that, like, a lot of people were, like, helping out to, yeah. to make. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, because they wanted to make it, but it, it also, I mean, like, it has, like, the, like, it feels like a movie that you and your friends made together yeah. <laughs> in high school with, like, your handheld camera. Well, that, that what's funny is that's actually how this started. It was, like, a, a little short film that they had all made together when they were teenagers or like maybe early twenties. But I mean, they, this was something these guys all worked on together. The bandsaw scene, which we will get in oh, into oh, later. We'll on. talk about that. Yeah. It was, that was something they did in the original little short film that they made. Maybe they should have kept it a short film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, man. It's not that bad. No, it's not. But like, so is, did Scott Spiegel do anything? Uh, he's done some stuff. I think he did Hostel Three, and you know some so, <laughs> fire noises. <laughs> so he he did some stuff after, but it wasn't anything like like Burr Stevens. I would consider a pretty successful guy. I mean, Igby Goes Down was was a huge like independent yeah like, darling of a film. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, and I I'm just so it surprises me that like you could have someone like Burr Stevens and Sam Raimi in a movie that is so terribly shot dude now see i think they did some actually some pretty interesting stuff in this movie i don't know man it just doesn't have like some weird pov stuff like yeah it's like they're trying too hard though i like i just well i didn't say they pulled it off well because they didn't but well well, it's just yeah I i just at no point in the movie was i like like I mean, okay. So last week we did Halloween, and I told you how like I, <laughs> I literally like couldn't watch the movie without like, just like being in awe of the way it's shot. And it's it, Halloween though, man. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying like there's not even one moment. I mean, at least like even like so in stuff that Sam Raimi directed, like in Evil Dead, like there's all those like tracking camera shots where the cameras oh, coming yeah, through yeah. the woods and stuff, mm-hmm. and like that's just something you notice, and you're like. It's just like, it's like, that's him, right? You yeah, know? yeah. And it's like, it's creative, and it's different, and there's just none of that. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there I is, there, yeah. there's like, there's stuff that's different, but it's stupid. Well, it, it's hard to find that with a lot of these movies, like like Intruder, I mean, even, you know, like your Friday the 13th, your The Prowler, stuff like that, like, 
there was so much of it in the 80s. There was so much independent, low budget. I mean, it's out there now, but it's yeah. not it's not like it was back then because these movies all became like these like cult classics with all these like there's a cult following for a lot of them. The ones that come out now that are these super low budget B gory horror movies, they're not they're not in the same league to me. Like it doesn't have that same like appeal that these movies have. No, and and like I that's fine. I just I feel like there's like at least two accomplished directors or people who would go on to be accomplished directors. Yeah. And like there's just some guy operating the camera that like doesn't do anything that's really worth anything to me. Like I don't I feel like there there's no shots that any person that has ever operated a camera couldn't shoot. Dude, you didn't come on now, what about the from inside the stupid. rotary phone? Stupid. <laughs> we'll get into that later too. It uh, there's some very inventive things that they did. Yeah, Which, well, and that's, you got you got to kind of respect it because they were also like it was such a low budget movie, but they also <clears throat> tried so hard to do something that was right there with those other movies. Yeah, you know, the ones that are seen as the the classics, and, and maybe that's what it is—is is just them trying too hard. But I just like yeah, just none of it, none of it like impresses me yeah yeah i guess and like i understand like sometimes you swing and miss but like (laughs) i just i'm just saying i you know i'm just surprised with like all the directorial skill that there's not right oh yeah some better shots with some better lighting right like i mean there's a lot of so it's like it's not a very well lit movie a lot of it's in like dark places but like i mean again last week like you you know John Carpenter proves that you can shoot in low light and you can use that towards your advantage. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Yeah. And they just they don't they don't properly use what they're given. I'd like to know and this isn't something that I looked up before we did this, but I would like to know <clears throat> the uh, the budget difference between this and Halloween. Now, you'd also have to factor in 10 years of inflation. 10 years of inflation, but I mean, I would I would guess that they're not far off. I think you're probably right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I Halloween had no budget. Yeah, <laughs> it's I true. mean, like uh, they Carpenter, but see, Halloween's a hard movie to compare anything to because it's it's special. Like right. Halloween's a special movie. That's one that that will always be there. You know, that's one that kids now watch and are are freaked out by it. Yeah, you know, like I, I mean, I just here's my thing is like I there's there's one of two way or there, there's two ways. That a movie can go for me that I'm okay with when it comes to direction. And that is, I notice it and I'm like, damn, that's a beautiful shot. Or I don't notice it. <laughs> when I notice yeah, yeah. that it's not good, is when it's that's when it bothers me. Well, be prepared to be disappointed when we do <laughs> Burial Ground. Oh, because it is horrible. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we... We've gone on this uh, this rant into the very specifics of this movie and the way it was shot. and I don't know. I'm sorry that I always bring it up. No, I enjoy talking about this stuff with you because, it. I mean, I, there's not many people I can sit around and talk to about that actually give a shit. So it's nice to 
to sit down and talk to somebody that sees that type of stuff too, you know? I mean, I look at that stuff too. I just am a lot more forgiving than you are. <laughs> like, so, you know, I mean, all these movies that we do, I like fucking love. And you're always kind of like on the fence about them. Like, man, there were some good parts, but it wasn't good all the way through. Like, this was really boring. You know, that's great though. It works yeah. well. And again, like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, obviously like the, the lackluster directing is not the problem with this movie. <laughs> uh, Continue. It's one of, but I mean, I mean, I think we, we could just get into the plot here and it'll become pretty evident. Yeah, yeah. Now see, okay, yeah. Let's just start and okay. then we'll, we'll talk about it because there's some stuff that I really liked about the plot, but then there's one thing that negates everything. We're, you know, kind of like with demons. Right. You know, you were talking about how that whole ending part kind of negates everything before it. Well, the... That kind of happens here. Yeah. So, anyway, we so we'll start off. Uh, it starts at the Walnut Lane Market, right? It's this this grocery store. It's closing time. Uh, it starts off with one of these shots that I've been talking about. It's from inside of a shopping cart as yeah. it's going through the aisles and somebody's putting items into it. You know, going around the store. It's like a vlog shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yes, yes, I totally know what you, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like a day in the life kind of thing. Yeah. So this is where we meet our, uh, our, our, I guess our final girl, you could call her our, our, the scream queen of this movie. If you want. Jennifer. Jennifer. I, played by Elizabeth Cox. Uh, nondescript, blonde haired. Blonde, curly hair girl. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Pretty uh, much, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing... Uh, terrible actress. Uh, she's talking to the other the other cashier next to her, and she's basically like... Uh, they're talking about how excited they are about... There's some dude that's uh, single and able to, to have sex with one of them now. <laughs> so they're really excited about that. And Jennifer says... I'm going to go out and round up some carts. And she goes outside the store to, you know, bring some carts in that people left outside. And this is where we get uh, this mullet-headed, greaser-looking dude. Yes. Creeping on her hardcore. Pony boy shows up. Yeah. Uh, not Uncle Pony Boy, but Pony no, Boy. No, no, yes, no. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, Make that distinction. Right, sure. looking straight out of the outsiders. This was not me we're talking about. Uh, and he just watches her creepily while she collects carts. He rolls up this, like, he, like, pushes a cart toward her, and the camera's inside the cart, and it's the same POV shot we had just seen in the in the store of the cart rolling toward her, and she, like, sees it, and she stops it, and she looks up, and of course he's gone. He just right. disappears. Which, like, why do we need that shot twice? <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, they were trying to be inventive yeah okay they were showing <laughs> they were showing their ingenuity by using the same shot twice yes that you, that doesn't make any sense you're right <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah i i mean i honestly like i mean i'm gonna let you go through this part of the movie because <laughs> i literally don't remember anything that happened i can tell you're being very quiet over yeah there. no i and that and this again like this is my problem is like i don't know what the fuck happened because it was so unmemorable there there's really not much in the first 
big chunk of the movie that's like an it's not eye catching it's not like you're like oh i'm really into this story no and like so they're they try I mean, they're really hard they're introducing the characters yeah. and that's what they're doing it just takes them so long to introduce them yeah and there's just way too much like back and forth and like them talking about stuff yeah you don't care about. I literally couldn't tell you one conver- like about any conversations that were had. Well, then there's a couple of like major things that happen that kind of I mean that are they're important. So one of them is Craig showing up, and that is our mullet greaser. Right. This is Pony Boy, not Uncle Pony Boy, that was creeping on Jennifer out in the parking lot. So he. He shows up inside the store and comes up to her at the register and tells her he's really upset. Like, so suppose, I mean, I guess they have had a um, romantic relationship in the past and he is very handsy with her. Yeah, I, I mean, I slightly remember him like yelling um, and like raising a ruckus i don't know yeah he he just like he tells her he he says i've got a gimp hand just from writing you so many letters she's like bro back the fuck up (laughs) well and he starts like attacking her basically he like grabs her by the face and like yeah like slamming the counter and so up in the uh the manager's office which this is where we get our first glimpses of bill He's an older guy that's been working there for a long time. And then the owner, uh, Danny, is his name. Yeah. And uh, Bill looks out the... Uh, there's like a peephole. Man, not a peephole. It's like one of those two-way mirrors. Or one-way... I don't... Two-way mirror? One-way. One-way mirror. Two-way would, two would mean you could see both ways. Which is just a piece of glass. <laughs> which is literally glass. Uh, but a one-way mirror means you can just see yourself in it. No, a two-way mirror would mean like if you're looking at the mirror, you can see yourself, and if you're behind the mirror, you can see out. You're just you're blowing my. Mind. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know which one it is. I am so confused. Anyways, there's like this little like thing where they can see out into the. It's like a hatch that like like you like the old uh, like I I imagine somebody on like a pirate ship. Opening a cell door where like prisoners are. Yeah, I mean it like out. slides out, but then like later in the movie it shows it and there's like a box that comes out, so you, you can't see. No, in. that's it. That's in like the uh, he's in like the attic space or something when that happens, and it's like a vent. That's where thing. the office is. I think you're wrong. I'm probably I <laughs> literally yeah. don't know. I'm literally making this up as I go. Yeah, but. It, it doesn't matter. No, you know, it doesn't really matter. So he, <laughs> he he attacks Jennifer, basically. And then Bill and Danny from up in the manager's office see this happening. They run down. Basically, the whole store attacks Craig and pulls him off of Jennifer. And then there's probably the dopest fight scene I've ever seen in my life. It's so bad. Like... At one point, there are seven people getting their ass kicked by this one guy. Yeah, Craig is fucking everybody up. And there's some... The punches... So, the guy will will punch... Craig will punch at one of them. And the camera cuts to the guy's face. And then he gets hit. And it Mm. looks... The cut makes it look horrible. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's like point of view from the puncher. 
Yeah. <laughs> and like and it's tossing punches back and forth so the camera keeps switching point of view and uh, yeah. They're ba- I mean there's a stunner thrown in at one yeah, point. Yeah, there's definitely a stone cold stunner in the house. But I, so, why is it that we can always compare these old horror movies to professional wrestling? Because the acting is about as good. <laughs> right right up there with professional wrestling for you. Probably worse. So after that, uh, Ray, Craig, I'm sorry, Craig gets away. He takes off running into the store somewhere. And Jennifer goes to call the police. And this is one of those, uh, we've talked about this before too, the always being on fucking hold when you call the cops yeah. in a horror movie. I, I literally... Every, I feel like there's so many things that make reference to like being put on hold when you call the cops. Yeah, and I don't, every time. I don't, I don't. I mean, I've never honestly had to call nine one one. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> but like my, just my general understanding of it is that you call and someone answers. Well, yeah, they don't. They don't pick up the phone and say. 911 can you hold without even knowing what the fuck is going on well and they don't like patch you they don't put you on hold before it's not like an answering service it's like the next representative will be with you shortly your wait time is like it's just like someone picks up and says what's your emergency and then if it's really an emergency they take the call right like i don't always on hold yeah i don't know but uh all horror movies nobody can ever get right through to get the fucking police there when there's a murder no. on the loose. So, so at, at this point, that everyone just goes off looking for Craig, right? Yeah, it's basically like a uh, have they already had all the, hands on deck search party? Have they already Craig. had the store meeting? No. Okay. So everyone's just out looking for Craig right now. Yeah, they're 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 running around the store. Uh, Sam Raimi's character, Randy. Randy, yeah. Sam Raimi's character Randy is walking through the uh, the butcher shop that's inside the store, apparently. Yeah, I mean, like, so, like, there's grocery stores that have, like, butcher, like, actual butcher shops in, in store, yeah. I guess, or whatever. And then it, it, we cut to the uh, the store owner. He goes into the bathroom, uh, think, you know, looking for Craig, thinks he hears something, goes into one of the stalls, opens it up, and... Just pretty much finds poop. <laughs> he, a bunch he, of shit. He opens the stall, makes the most disgusted face he's ever seen, and then flushes the toilet. Definitely a necessary scene. I, I literally don't know why they put that in there. No, no. So they... <laughs> okay. Uh, humor. Yeah, I guess. It was hilarious. Was it? No, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. I, but... I was just... I don't know, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though, is it's just like, it's just stuff like that. It's like, even the humor they went for isn't it's, funny. It's not funny. Right. Yeah. So after everybody goes around, searches the store, no sign of Craig anywhere. So they, you know, they, they look high and low trying to find this guy. And then he shows back up at the front register and basically just... Donald Trump's her? Like, he's all over it. He grabs her by the pussy? He grabs her... Well, not really by the pussy, but close enough. Yeah, he's he's very, like, 
forceful. He tries to kiss her with his mullet. <laughs> and mullet uh, kisses. Yeah. Wasn't that like a popular song in the nineties? Uh, late eighties, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, oh, mullet kisses. Oh, mullet kisses. So, uh, then like three of the dudes run up and grab Craig because he's not sneaky. Yeah. And he's yeah. just assaulting her in the front of the store while everyone's looking for him. Yeah, so they, they throw him out. They're like, get the fuck out of here, basically. And yeah. they decide that they're going to have a, a little store meeting. They have a pretty epic stare down after they throw <laughs> Craig out, which... Dude, it's... Okay, so this is the one shot that's kind of cool. <laughs> I'll give I'll give him this one where he's they're staring him down through the window of the store, and you can see all of them standing in like the reflection of the glass, and it's just it looks cool. It's a cool shot. So after this epic stare down, uh, this is when Bill and Danny, who are co-owners of the store, sit all of the employees down and basically tell them that. They're selling the store. They're closing shop. So, sorry guys, you gotta find a new job. This is literally, so, I I mean, how far, we're like 20 minutes into the movie, and <laughs> the only two things that have happened are Craig has been introduced, and we found out the store is closing. And that's all you need. Oh, yeah. For the yeah. whole plot of the movie. Pretty much, yeah. Could have been done in about five minutes. Could have started with them talking about how they're going to close, Craig showing up, and then the rest of the movie. Yeah, pretty much, man. I mean, from here on, I don't know, for a while, nothing happens. It's all, Craig is still creeping around. He shows up in, like, windows behind Jennifer, and she, you know, does the whole, like, oh, I felt like somebody was watching me thing, and yeah. somebody's behind her. I mean, it... it there, there's a whole lot of that. I wrote down, like, store closing, lots of store closing, more store closing. Like, so people, like, pricing stuff and... Yeah, know. it's like they literally, they tell them they're going to close the store and then they are immediately like, so now that we're closed for the evening, right? we need to completely get the store ready to close tonight. Right. Well, and there, there's a lot of, uh, there's a couple of, there's a couple of spots in here in this fucking mess of shit going on where it shows that Jennifer and Dave, who is one of the people, the, the guys that work there, uh, have kind of a thing going on. Like, they've got this attraction. Does that matter? No, it, I mean, no, it doesn't I really mean, they matter. both die, no, right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, no, no, Jennifer doesn't die. But Dave does. When does, when Jennifer gets away? Who's Jennifer? She's the main girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about, man. Like, I don't, I, I don't remember that at all. Well, see, and this is another one that, like, I I had heard of over the years. I had seen the trailer for it at some point, but I'd never actually sat down and watched the movie. So, I mean, going through this the second time was the second time that I had ever seen the movie. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of right there with you on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I like I. It doesn't matter though, man. Like. I should be able to watch a movie twice in a week and, like, remember shit about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I literally, I mean, I remember the kills, but I don't remember... Which are the best part. Yeah. I mean, that's I, the reason to watch the this movie. Is, yeah. I just, they don't, I, yeah. No. Just no to everything except yeah, yeah. the kills. So, 
uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, where are we at here? So basically, this is the, um, they have like, uh, it's like lunchtime. They go to the break room, they sit down, and Bill, one of the co-owners of the store, starts telling this really strange fucking story about how he was a firefighter once, and he had this guy that they they found this this accident that they went to, and they found this guy whose head was severed, and his buddy went off with a hamburger to look for the severed head and came back walking down the street, swinging the severed head in, in one hand by the hair and eating a hamburger in the other hand. And it's really a weird thing for somebody to sit down and tell a bunch of people eating lunch. Dude, I literally have no recollection <laughs> of that at all. Like, I, li- I literally do not remember this. Well, it kind of comes into play later in the movie. Yeah, well, yeah, I just, like, I mean, if you'd have told me that story, I would have told you that there is no chance in hell that I had ever heard anyone tell that story. Right, right. But I apparently have watched it twice. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it happens, man. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I, like I'm like i sorry, guys. Like, I don't fucking remember this movie. Dude, I, I try to, like, I, there are people that have asked, they ask me if I've seen a movie, and I have to think every time. So, I, I mean, I completely understand. This one's just not one that, the kills are what stands out about it. It, the gore factor is what makes this worth watching, I think. And yeah. it's not insanely gory or anything. It's just the the kills that they have. They're good. They're good they're kills. Good. Yeah, yeah, let's just fucking, let's just move on. Right? So, we, I mean, we get to the, one of the girls leaves to go home or to load groceries in her car or something. Yeah, yeah. She gets murdered, but you, don't, you don't see any of the murder. No, yeah, she just it's she like gets attacked. You see a knife raised and her screaming face in the reflection of the knife. Right, yeah. Uh and then that that's it. <laughs> Pretty so much, like you yeah. don't actually see that murder, but now we know that murders are happening. Yeah, and and so Danny and Bill are in the manager's office. They're trying Danny's trying to get Bill to sign the contract to sell. To sell. Bill doesn't want to. He's obviously very upset about it. He was very upset about it when they told the employees they were closing the building down. So Bill's against the the sale, basically. Bill goes outside. He finds Craig hiding behind the dumpster, grabs him, and just, dude, lifts him up with one arm over the dumpster and throws him out onto the ground. Yeah, and then there's like this dope, dope fight scene. Between the two, with some really badly choreographed punches. Yeah. Uh, Bill gets hit in the fucking head with a hammer. Yeah. By Craig. Should, so, like, should kill you. Should kill Bill. Bill's dead as fuck. Yeah, should. Should be. So after that, pretty much is the first kill of the movie. Yeah, so... Uh, it's a pretty good one. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's a uh, kind of a throwback to your old. Uh, it, it, it's the manager, uh, Danny. Danny, yeah, and he's just like sitting at his desk crunching some numbers. Yes, uh, and somebody sneaks up behind him. Yeah, begins to strangle him. 
And then, so like, you know those like old, like, this is not a thing that like really is around anymore, but like, what, when, what are they called, man? I, while I was watching the movie, I was like, what is that fucking called? I don't know what it's called, but it's like, you know, back in the day when you used to like do like a lot of shit with receipts and it's like a spike that you like stick the receipts on. Uh, anyways, he gets his eyeball shoved into one. Oh yeah. It's a pretty cool shot too. I mean, it's from the side, you see it enter his eyeball. Yeah. And he, uh, is laying face down, bleeding on his couch. Like, he's got one of those automatic, like, paper. Yeah, yeah. Like, the calculator that spits the paper out. And it's like, he's, like, convulsing with his eyeball being gouged out. And it's, like, printing receipt paper with his blood all over it. (laughs) Yes. And then the blood, like, is pouring off the edge of the desk and landing on his light, which gives the whole room this, like... cool like red tint to it i thought was a pretty cool a pretty cool shot yeah yeah definitely definitely uh a good kill to start with yeah the first one that we see so so it pretty much from here it goes into a lot of deaths i mean i mean it really just like jumps like full blown into it so that's i mean that's like 40 minutes into the movie yeah and you get your first real kill yeah and then there's this uh great shot of jennifer crying into a bucket <laughs> and the camera's looking at the reflection of her in the bucket and as the water hits it gives like the uh the jurassic park. the jurassic park rings yeah, exactly what yeah. i was gonna say yeah uh again again this is like it, it just like goes back to the like like i guess you could say that that's a creative shot but it's fucking stupid what <laughs> Well, it, dude, so you have to think, like, I'm sure these guys didn't have, like, full, like, huge camera setups that they can control and, like, truly, like, no, but do here's, stuff that was... That here's was, the thing, man, like, you can light, like, get, you can light a shot and frame it up and it can be a good shot. It doesn't have to be weird to be a good <laughs> shot. Like, when you start, like, throwing in these, like, weird, pointless shots... It makes me think that you don't know how to like how how to creatively shoot anything. You know what I mean? Uh, anyways, <laughs> I'll get off my soapbox. No, no, I know exactly what you're saying, man. I I get it. It's just yeah, like it's, said, it I'm is more what forgiving it is. than you are to this type of stuff. So I mean, it. I love it. Yeah, you I, don't necessarily love it. No, I just I I hate it. <laughs> That seems a little harsh. Well, it's just like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just something I notice, and when I see it, I don't like it. You get really upset about it. I do. Uh, So, anyways, we cut to Jennifer, and who's the guy she's making out with? Uh, Dave, I think is his name. And then is there a guy watching him from, like, the dairy cooler? Tim, creeping like a motherfucker. He looks like, he's not masturbating, but the way they shoot it, his like face is vibrating and he's like, oh, like you can tell he's super excited, but he's not jerking off. But it's the most jerking off looking thing that I've ever seen. I I, I don't even know, man. So, so there's this whole, like you said earlier, the Dave and Jennifer relationship doesn't. Doesn't matter at all. Doesn't matter. Tim being a super creeper doesn't matter. We get basically to the next kill, which is Ted Raimi's character. Uh. Produce Joe. 
I love this one. Yeah, is down in the, in the basement. He's cutting up some watermelon, and, and he's been eating chunks of watermelon with this giant knife. And he catches a... He, uh, he goes, he, he raises his arm back like he's gonna... It's like there's several shots of him like... Yeah, yeah. Pulling his arm back over his head and swinging the knife down and chopping some produce. So it's that shot like two or three times, and then he like puts his hand back and like goes to chop again, and the knife is gone out of his hand. Is it actually gone? Yeah, the knife has gone out of his hand, and then all of a sudden you see the knife, another hand with the knife in it go down, and it like chops into the back of his head. <laughs> and it's pretty a pretty deep chop. Yeah, he's, he is. He has headphones on, which he's been listening to like the whole movie, basically. Yeah, and it they like split in half and like fall off on each side of his face. Yeah, it's a it's, pretty awesome. It looks thing. pretty good. Uh, so then we move to uh, who is this? Basically, the next thing that really happens is is Tim is down in the the beer cooler, I guess. For some reason, this guy seems to be like the man in charge of the beer, and all he talks about is drinking beer. So beer. he he's hanging out in the beer cooler, and he's like, uh, whatever, you know. And he pricing some beer, pricing up some beer, drinking some beer, and. He leans up against this, uh, no, the, a door opens. A door just opens randomly to the beer cooler. He sees it open, he stands up, and he's like, hey, close the, yo, close the beer cooler door. And then he walks over to it, and somebody comes from his side and stabs him in the in gut. The, like in the, like right under the sternum. Yeah, and it, it stabs the beer, it's kind of a cool thing, a cool yeah, shot. Yeah, 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 because he... He sta- like he gets stabbed and he starts like squirting blood, but also the beer cans behind him like explode. Blood squirt with bl- with beer yeah. mixed in, so it's like there's like beer and blood squirt shooting through his body. Yeah, and so dude, they they just start coming so quick. All these oh, kills, dude, like, yeah, one right after the other. And so pretty much everybody, he's like he's pinned up by the knife. And then we yeah. cut to uh, just a shot of a bandsaw. Uh, yeah, cutting, ran, uh, cutting some chicken. Some, cutting some, some chicken. chicken, yeah. And then uh, we get to uh, Bub, the super stoner played by Burr Stevens. He's, he's in a he's like using the baler and he sees someone behind the baler. It's and a this pretty is, creepy shot, man. Like the guy when he ducks down yeah, this behind is, the baler and like he's standing there just watching him and he's like, hey Tim, or whatever, and he walks around there and this guy just like ducks down. <laughs> Yeah, and then he pops back up. I, I honestly don't. Like, it does not work. Like, <laughs> there's no way this is possible. Absolutely not. No. Yeah, he ducks to one side and then appears right in the same fucking spot. Like he didn't go anywhere. Right. Bub didn't see him. So Bub starts walking through the cooler and he sees Tim, who has been stabbed in the gut with the beer squirt yeah but he he can't see that he's been stabbed because it's like like he's looking at him between a couple of shelves yeah yeah and so he looked like he looks like he's just leaned against the wall and then all of a sudden a pair of hands grabs yeah uh bub and pulls him through the shelves of the cooler and this is like another one of those scenes like this dude is like just crazy strong yeah he's carrying he's carrying bub on his shoulders Takes him back to the baler. This is this just is like ragdoll him around. Man. Yeah, this, yeah. This one. This is the probably the 
worst looking of the. Yeah, but it still has it's like still, that effect. It's though. still like, great. Yeah. I remember watching it and being like, "Oh shoot, that's sweet." Yeah, so he basically just sticks his head in the baler halfway, like yeah, the, well, the edge of the baler hits him like right, right above on the, the nose, nose. Yeah, 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 and just crushes his head. Yeah, and it's what at the end of the scene, like it. He's like full. His head's like fully deflated. Yeah, and like there's like there's no bone structure to his head. He's like got a belial head. It's yeah, it's pretty gross. And it like just like pours blood out of it into the baler, and so you know that's pretty much it for that. Yeah, it's a great. It's a pretty cool scene though. We cut right to another one. Yeah. So now we cut into the uh, back into like the. Butcher area. This is Sam, the Sam Raimi's character, Randy. Yeah, so there's this is like your classic where there's like um, animal <laughs> carcasses hanging from hooks Everywhere. on a on a track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's like doing inventory, doing or inventory yeah. around the meat room uh, where they just have like wrapped up raw meat. Uh, but didn't he find a uh, a, a hand, hand or like something? wrapped up in meat on the shelf with like all of his beef that he's uh, yeah, it's inspecting. like one of those like cardboard things that you get like hamburger meat on, and it's like it's a hand, and then all of a sudden from behind him, somebody picks him up by the back of the neck. Strong as fuck, just man. one handed picks him up by the back of the neck and slams his face down onto one of the meat hooks. Yeah, right under his chin, man, and he's just dangling there, and blood's like pouring out onto the ground below him. It's a pretty cool shot too. Like the deaths are all great, man. Like I mean, I. That's the one thing about this movie that's worth watching. Yeah, well. I mean it's it's they're great kill scenes, and they like I said, once they start happening, they they happen so fast. Uh, so then we cut back to uh, what's this guy's name? Dave. 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 Yeah, uh, and he is he's like boxing, unboxing some stuff and putting it on the shelf, and he's like asks somebody for a knife, and somebody throws him an open. Box, box cutter. cutter, yeah, yeah, and it cuts his hand. So he go he goes back into the back for some some, some first aid. Yeah, so he's like washing his hand out, and this is again the overwhelming strength of the killer. Yeah, uh, well, he go- he goes to the bathroom first to like rinse his hand or something, and he's he. Thinks he hears something, he goes to the stall, and there are... The poop stall from earlier. Literally, the, yeah, the poop stall from earlier. There's severed feet inside of boots, so you can see, like, their nubs sticking out. Yeah, these are Sam Raimi's feet. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, they're the boots that he was wearing in the shop before, when he gets hung up on the meat hook. So Yeah, he, and he said, he walks in there and he sees them and he says, Very funny, guys. With the pig's feet. Yeah. Like, this guy immediately is just like, yeah, somebody shoved some pig's feet. Pig's feet aren't that big. No, definitely not. So, he basically, like, walks walks away, uh, and now we get into the greatest kill. (laughs) Dude, this is... Alright, man. This is one of the best kill scenes I have ever seen. Like, it is right, I mean, it is, it looks fucking real, man. Yeah, like, so, he, like, goes up into the attic. Yeah. And, uh... You see, there's there's Halloween masks up there or something. Remember, there's, like... Yeah, like, a mask falls out, and uh, there's a bunch of, like, decorations and stuff. So, he looks out the little 
creeper window, and he sees Craig down in front going back for Jennifer. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden Danny pops out, which is this is this is why I feel like the office is up there. Yeah, because Danny's in the attic. But like, why would he be there in the attic? Because that's where he was like attacked. So why would he be? Like that's where the office has to be. Yeah, but the, yeah, but the office isn't in the attic. Then why was like, he up like, there? Dude, there's like a fucking ladder going up into the attic. So so somebody had to drag him up in the attic. I no. Yes. Now that's just where the yes. office is. <laughs> okay. Because it has the creeper window. Why would the attic be in the office? I don't know. <laughs> I swear. It doesn't matter at all. It okay, doesn't, so, it doesn't really matter. So anyways, we uh from here we go to like he falls down the ladder. He sees Danny up there. Right, and he gets like freaked out because Danny's, Danny's eyes, eyes out, gouged yeah. out and he can't talk. Which does Danny ever die? I mean it's assumed, I guess. But like not really. It doesn't show him die. Unless he died from that eye wound. No. I mean it's possible, I guess. Yeah. It was a pretty deep stabbing to the eyeball yeah i don't know but uh what, what's this guy's name again this guy white boy number dave. six <laughs> white boy number six is dave uh and he is attacked this is this is jennifer's love interest yes and uh he falls down out of the attic and he gets dragged by his feet it, he does not put up any Dude, sort it of is, fight. It is the worst. It may be some of the worst acting in the history of film. Yeah, he's supposed like he's being dragged by his feet, and it's supposed to look like he's struggling to get free, but it does like it's like how my fourteen month old son would struggle if I tried to gr- just drag him yeah, away by his feet. And he's like, "There's no struggling. He's going wherever I take him." It is, and he, like his hand is outstretched, and it passes right over a massive butcher knife. Yeah, and he, he doesn't grab it. Grab it. Yeah, uh, stupid adrenaline, but, man. It's but, adrenaline. Yeah. Anyways, he uh, <laughs> he gets manhandled and thrown onto the table with the bandsaw. Dude, this is like you said, easily the best the best scene of the movie, the best kill of the movie. One of my fucking all time favorites, man. This is so good. Yes. It is pretty disgusting. Dude, so they throw they throw him up on the table. The guy throws him up on the table. There's the slow not slow motion, but there's the shot of him reaching over to turn the bandsaw on. And then he takes this he takes David's face and just slowly runs it through the bandsaw. It hits him like Dude, it's so gross because it like goes right above his teeth. Yes, that's that's what that's the part about it that like really his, got me. His man. mouth is open, like he's screaming, and like you can see the blade being dragged across his face, and then like his cutting his gums above his yes, teeth. Yes, and it's horrible. His teeth are like starting to splinter off a little bit, and then Dude, I'm serious, man. This is one of the most realistic looking kills I've ever seen in a horror. I mean, it it looks like they just took this dude and was like, listen, man. We're just gonna have to cut your head. We're just gonna cut your head in half. And I mean it. There's a shot where it goes down below. It goes down below the uh, the bandsaw, and you can see like the pulley below it, like moving, and it's like spraying like 
chunks of chunks flesh. of flesh and it's like dude it's well and then he like so like when his head's like halfway through the bandsaw he like pull like he yes, starts like man. pull it apart yeah he pulls it apart and like it's like pac-man dude. yeah he just dude. like opens that fucking his oh, head man. up it is and it's like you just like you get a pretty good view of it oh no it, it doesn't like so when he's cutting through his head it pretty much does not cut away from that like you see every second of this guy's head getting cut in Dude, half. Dude, it's intense. So, go watch that at least. <laughs> yeah. Would be my recommendation. If you do anything, go to YouTube and find... The Intruder Bandsaw. Dude, band just put in Intruder Bandsaw and it'll be the first thing you see. I mean, it, it's... If, you, if you're into that kind of stuff, if you like the brutal gore stuff, like, it's definitely one you need to check out. I was showing it around at the, the Halloween party yeah. a couple of weeks ago. It's, and people were just like, oh my god. It's intense. So then we get to, uh, basically Jen's the last person alive at this point, and she's just, uh, she's running around the store, and this is the classic, uh, find all of the dead bodies now at this point. Like, she finds people cut in half. Dude, this is dragged out so long, because, so we're at, when we started the kills, we were at 40 minutes. Yeah. And now all of the kills are done, except for her. And Bill. Yeah. Those are the... Her, Bill, and Craig are the only three people alive right now. Yeah, and they're, they're still they're still basically 30 minutes of movie left. Right. It, we're at an hour. Yeah, yeah. And so, man, it is just... And, and this part, again, gets like, I was just ready for the movie to be over. <laughs> yeah, this whole part does drag out a lot. Craig, uh, Jennifer accidentally... Uh, Craig kind of sneaks up behind her. She accidentally... Meat hooks him in the neck. After she has found all the bodies, she picks up a meat hook at one point and meat hooks Craig in the neck and he falls down and then Bill comes running out and Bill's like, oh, it's okay. I'm going to call the police, whatever. Well, Bill has blood all over his hands. And then she remembers hitting somebody in the hand with a meat hook. Maybe. I feel like I don't remember somebody somebody hits Bill somebody somebody is about to be killed and they stab him in the hand with something. I feel like it was her. No, that's after this. No, because he's got a hole in his hand when he's on the phone and she sees the hole in his hand. I thought she just saw blood all over his hand. No, it's because he's been like she's I swear to God, like he's a like She's been attacked. She doesn't know who's attacking her. She's been attacked, and she, like, hits somebody in the hand with something. I, that had that does happen later. No, that happens earlier. <laughs> because that's when she notices that it's him. I thought he just got blood on her, and then she was like, wait, where all this blood come from? And then she looks at him... And he's got a hole in his hand. Okay, maybe you're right. I don't know. I, right. I like I said, I can't remember like how the whole thing. But yeah, obviously, maybe somebody else stabbed him in the hand. So, so basically, what we're getting at is Bill. Bill's the killer. Is the murderer. <laughs> Bill has been doing this. He's really upset about the store. The closing. store being sold. He actually says, "This store is my whole life. I had to kill him." And then he said. Can't you see? I'm just crazy about this store. After he confronts Jennifer. Whatever, man. Yeah, he's... Bill's... 
For real. He this is his life, man. Yeah, he the only thing he cares about. And I don't know really how killing everyone is going to help him save it. No, no. Uh but anyways, that's the plan he's devised. Yeah, so he and he's going to yeah, blame he, it all on Craig. Yeah, yeah, and he he chases Jennifer around for a while and uh at one point he comes like Running down one of the aisles, and he has Danny's head in his hands by the hair, and he's eating a sandwich. So he's like uh, yeah, calling back to his uh, it his was firefighter him, was, story. Was it him that was running down the road carrying the head? I don't know. Sandwich? Now I haven't thought about that, but that's definitely something that As he talks. He tells it in like a third person, but like it was actually him that did it. It kind of makes sense. So I. Dude, honestly, this the last twenty minutes of this movie again. I like kind of zoned out on because there's just it's a it's a whole lot of Jennifer running around the store, almost getting killed, almost oh, getting killed, and finding Danny. bodies. I mean, it's and it's not anything like it's not anything special. I mean, it's not like something you're like, man, that whole it was so intense that whole last scene. But I mean, you know, like I said, there's the scene where he's with Danny. Yeah, and that that's where that's how you know Danny's dead. Yeah, he because so, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember that. Yeah. Well, Bill Bill uses his head like a sock puppet. <laughs> yeah, he like is like talking about it. Uh, there's this weird scene. Like she like tries to stab him, and he like just grabs the knife with his grabs hand. Grabs the knife blade and just squeezes it. Yeah, because he's way fucked up so he apparently just completely lost his mind yeah it doesn't have any sense of pain uh he's just gone psycho so then basically the gist of what happens after this is craig's not dead after being stabbed in the neck with a meat hook i don't remember that at all yeah craig comes back to life and he's like uh you know hey i got in through the bathroom window earlier when I snuck up on you and you tried to murder me, that's how we get it, need to escape. Well, Bill catches him, uh, beats up Craig to the point of him like basically being unconscious, and then uh, Jen runs to the bathroom to escape out the window. She climbs out the window, runs outside. She fi- tries to get in the Jeep, which I guess belonged to Linda. She finds Linda's body, body inside, in, inside of it. Yeah, I remember that. Somehow Bill makes it outside... Grabs her ankles from under the <laughs> yeah. jeep and pulls drags her, her all the way to the other side of the jeep. Yeah, he pulls her all the way out on the other side of the jeep, and he's about to kill her. And Jennifer stabs him in the chest with a knife. Yeah, you can. So, like in the, I remember when she's being pulled. Uh, I remember she, like it. So isn't I don't remember how the knife comes into play, but. Her hands are above her head, and they're still yeah. under the jeep. And I was yeah. like, "Oh, she's gonna have a knife or whatever." Yeah, and then he, uh, so she pulls the knife out of Lindsay's body. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As she's being dragged under, she pulls the knife out of Lindsay's body and is hiding it under the jeep above her head. Yes, yes. And then stabs the fuck out of him. Bill hits the Bill hits the ground, man. Like, okay, Bill's done. She runs to the payphone. Yep. <clears throat> Calls the police again because that worked so well for her the first time. Which we didn't talk about earlier. The police actually do show up earlier in the movie, but they are like the most mulberry motherfuckers yeah. on planet Earth. The the like head guy looks at him and he's like, here's my card. And he goes to hand it to him and he's like, oh wait, 
that's not my card, and pulls out another card and hands it to him. Like, these guys have no clue what the fuck's going on. No. Uh, so, she's on the phone in the phone booth, and Bill comes back at her. Not dead after that chest stabbing. Brutal chest stabbing. Yeah. Uh, and he's just fucking rocking the shit out of this telephone booth, like, busting the glass, trying to get in. Just tips the fucking thing over yeah, with he- her in it. He does pretty much get in there. She climbs out the side and then Craig appears out of nowhere and starts hacking Bill with a fucking meat cleaver. He hacks him like 40 times with a meat cleaver. Hacks the shit out of him. And so Bill is laying there dead inside of the phone booth. And you're about to. I'm. I. I Listen, I'll let you talk about. This it is it, one of the. This is one of the worst endings I've ever seen. I mean, this is a really, really bad ending. And it's cops show up. One of them is Bruce Campbell, which Evil Dead fame. Yo. Everybody knows who fucking Bruce Campbell is. They show up. Immediately, <coughs> what they see is Craig sitting there holding a meat cleaver. Jennifer next to him. Both of them have blood on them. So they come up. They handcuff them and throw them down. Well, turns out Bill is not Still dead. alive. He's in the phone booth, and he looks up at the cops, and he says, They killed him! <laughs> they killed them all! They killed all of them! It was them! So the cops go into the store, and he come, Bill, uh, Bruce Campbell comes back out, and he says, It's a bloodbath in there. Bodies <laughs> everywhere. So they, they basically tell Craig and Jennifer that they're going down for these crimes, and the movie literally just abruptly ends with Jennifer screaming. She looks at the camera, screams, the camera like shoots all the way to her tongue, like, and then black the screen blacks out. End of intruder. Fuck, man. Fuck. Daniel Daniel hit me up right after this, at, right after he finished it and had things to say about the ending of this movie. So aggravating <laughs> well yeah but if, if there wasn't anything before it to make you give a shit about the ending is it really that aggravating yes <laughs> I like I mean it pissed me off yeah it was uh I mean I, like I understand like sometimes like sometimes they have like people in movies like ways that are like not everything's you know not everything works out the way you think it's going to, but, like, it just... Come on, man. Well, I mean, these cops, for one thing, just show up and immediately believe Bill. Yeah, and just start assaulting the... Yeah. <laughs> it's not like they were violent or anything when they showed up. It was just like, <clears throat> oh, that guy's right. Yeah. Uh, Which, so, you know, I mean, I get it that, like, yeah, it's... he went in and was like, there's bodies everywhere in here. The dude just got stabbed in the chest. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, meat cleaved 40 times. A lot. And he's just like, oh, they did it. Yeah. Oh, they did it. And then, was fun, right there before the end, too, it shows him, like, laying there with his eyes closed, and then all of a sudden he opens them back up. Yeah, like, all surprised. Looking. Yeah, he's like, cool. Yeah, like, so maybe, Bill's maybe, alive. Because they're going to make an intruder, too. Dude, I hope so. I hope the original cast comes back. I hope they get KNB to do the effects. Like, I mean, KNB's huge now. Nicotero, he's directed episodes of The Walking Dead. He does the effects for The Walking Dead. Like, 
Yeah, no, that, there's no way that they do. No. Yeah. But, I don't know, though, because this was like a passion project for some of these people yeah, back may, then, man. Maybe. From, uh, what, from what I understand, the, uh, K&B couldn't really... This was like one of the first things that they they got. Like, they were basically like... I don't know if they did it for free, but they were like, we're, we'll do it for what fucking ever. We're just trying to get a gig right now. Yeah, just uh, starting... I mean, and they, I mean, they, they nailed the special effects. Oh, man. Like I said, the bandsaw scene alone, yeah, is, is worth checking out. Yeah, I mean it makes the whole movie. I mean, that's not true. <laughs> it's the best part of the it's movie. It's the best part of the movie. Uh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I I wouldn't. I like. I mean, if you like again, this is like everything. Like, if you like these kinds of movies, uh, go watch this. You're gonna love the kill scenes, like. You may think, like, some of the acting and stuff is funny, you know, some of the dialogue, but really, like, if you're just, like, not a fan of crappy 80s horror movies, don't watch this Yeah, movie. I mean, yeah, you're definitely not going to go into this expecting, like, a, <clears throat> some artsy, no, incredible... And, well, and, like, I don't, I don't want anyone to ever get the impression that, like, a movie has to be artsy for me to love it. Well, no... <laughs> But like I just yeah, I'm not like, trying to give people that impression. No, 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 no. I just I'm just saying like this is not a movie for everyone. No, I mean you definitely have to be a student of '80s slasher fare <laughs> to to watch this movie and be like, man, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, you, which I did. Yeah, and I guess I'm not student of 80s <laughs> slasher. I'm not saying that either. <laughs> like I said, you're just more forgiving about stuff than I am. Like I No, you got that backwards. I'm more forgiving or you're more forgiving of stuff than I am. Damn it, I said it backwards too. Yeah, we're both wrong. Yeah, whatever. Damn it, we fucked it up. Anyway, it's all rewind. Fun. Yeah. Rewind. Yeah. Rewind. No, don't rewind. We're recording this on tape right now. <laughs> Please rewind the episode. Uh so yeah, I mean Stab ratings? You want to do stab ratings? <clears throat> let's let's uh let's let's jump into the stabber stabber dads. What's your stabber dads rating? Oh, I would give this. I'm gonna give this. Uh, this is a tough one for me, man, because the kills are so good that like so overall, I, I can't give it like a great rating for the overall experience. But the kills are so good. If we're going on stab ratings, I I'd give it a seven. I'd say a seven on the stab rating. I think it's the gore in it is done well enough that it's worth checking out if you like gore flicks, especially. You know, I mean, it's not. It's, it's obviously not like hardcore gore flick. No. I don't want to say that, but yeah, no, just it's got some good practical effects. Oh yeah, for sure. So, yeah, especially if you like practical effects. Like I said, that bandsaw scene is unreal, man. Yeah. It's, so I mean, I. Would give it a four stab. Damn it, man! You're so harsh. Four stabs. I, you know, and I, well, but honestly, like the criteria for me for like for me like a stab rating is like, again, it it's not based off of like a real rating system that like I would actually give this movie whatever like stars. Yeah, yeah. This is just on like. When I watch an, a cheesy, shitty horror movie, do I have like a blast watching it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where my stab rating comes from. And like, I mean, if 
if it was just like the twenty minutes of gore that it, that are in this movie, like <laughs> if the kill scenes were a larger portion of the movie, and there was a lot less like, you know, bullshit, bullshit. You you know, I would probably be looking at like a seven or eight stab rating. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed the portion of the movie that I did enjoy, but the rest of the movie I had a hard time paying attention to. I fell asleep. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just overall have to give this thing a four. I mean, there there is an extended period where not much happens. Yeah, I mean, there it's an hour and a half long movie. At least 45, 45 minutes, of, minutes it. of it is nothing. Yeah, yeah. We skipped over a lot. Yeah, but it it's, it doesn't matter though. You like, didn't I mean, miss it's not... anything. Yeah, I mean, like the plot still makes sense. We could we could have literally said, "Hey, there's a bunch of people in a grocery store. This there's... crazy ex boyfriend shows up. He might be the killer. They're selling the grocery store. Yeah, a bunch of kills happen. We find out it's one of the guys that doesn't want to sell it. Yeah, I mean, it, there's no like that's the whole plot of the movie. Yeah, we can't get like super in depth analyzing this thing, which I mean, I love to do that. But no one wants to listen to that. Nobody wants to hear that shit. They want to hear us talk about how much we hate movies, which I don't ever hate movies. So right, I know we just need to find one that you hate, which maybe next week. Okay, so we are going to do Texas Chainsaw 3D, which which is something that has been recommended to us. Somebody has been hounding us to watch this movie, and we're gonna do our goddamn best to try to get this person on the next podcast yeah i mean there's no i there's no scenario where this person should not get on here to defend their you know yeah because they they've wanted this so bad yeah she, she from day one whenever i said hey we're gonna do this podcast she was like do this movie so we're gonna do it we're going to see what happens. It may be fucking terrible. I may hate the shit out of it. We may have an episode where the 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 uh, the tides have turned and I'm I'm talking about how fucking horrible this movie is and you're sitting over there saying, "Well, it wasn't too bad." You'll probably hate it too, because probably, you hate everything anyway. Yeah, I uh I honestly like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of those where I'm not the biggest fan. What? You're talking about the original? I mean, I like the original. The very first Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I like. Yeah. I don't really care about anything else that's been done with the franchise. I can understand that. I, I liked the second one. I think Toby Hooper did some really interesting stuff. Went pretty much straight comedy with the second one, which I thought was an interesting choice. I just remember people freaking out about the reboots. Uh, oh, yeah. And, yeah. like, I just didn't think they were good. Yeah. Yeah, they were just, they were brutal for brutal sake, and yeah, the original one, there was, like, barely any actual on-screen violence. It was all about the atmosphere and, like, the, the weird tension and, like... Yeah, well, and so the... And we're already getting into it here, man. But Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I mean, yeah, I, I think that, the like, the reboots kind of came at a point in time when, like, Hostel saw... Like, when movies were oh, just yeah. about, like... Torture porn. Torture, man. and, yeah. like, that just has never been my my thing. Uh, so well, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see what you think about it. Yeah, so I'm interested to see what I think about it. Yeah, so this will be the first time going in where you haven't seen the movie a few times. Yeah, and, and I've... Uh, or really, yeah, I mean... I'm not a huge fan of a lot of, of 
contemporary horror movies, man. Like I like a lot of the older, older stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how I feel about this one. So anyway, I think that that's going to, that's going to do it for this episode, man. I mean, we, uh, that's intruder and then yeah. a bunch of bullshit about Texas Chainsaw 3, <laughs> which is going to be the next episode. But, uh, definitely go check us out on Twitter at Gorgab podcast, email us at Gorgab1985 at gmail.com. We're still waiting on some emails. <laughs> Get at us. Uh, Freaking write us a review in the podcast app. On the goddamn podcast store, man. Yeah, I mean, it's Do it. not that hard. You can write, <laughs> this sucks. Yeah, just get on there and one be like, star. this is the worst podcast I've ever listened to. Or you can to. be like, I like it. It's pretty cool. Four stars. Yeah. <laughs> five stars. It doesn't matter. Just just rate it. Just some stars. Review you it. You don't even have to say words. Yeah, just whatever, throw man. stars at we can't can you do that in the podcast? I don't man? know. I think I don't know either. I've never reviewed anything I, in the podcast. I, I know. <laughs> well, and that's like I I I'm, shit, maybe I'll get on there and review it. I'll review our own podcast. Yeah, let's just both just do to that. see how it works and yeah. then we'll we'll report back. To we'll you. let you know next episode how to review our podcast after and, we review and it and if it's worth your time. Probably not. It's probably not. Probably not, no. But uh, anyways, if, uh, you know, any of that stuff sounds good, you should do it. Definitely do that. Uh, Other than that, have like a beautiful day uh, and, you know, try not to get murdered. This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. If this podcast doesn't make your skin crawl... It's on too tight. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And Brennan, have you ever wondered what your favorite director directed when he wasn't busy directing the great things that he directed? Say directed more. Directed. What Sergio is trying to say is that this month on Scream 101, a horror review podcast, every weekend we will be reviewing the first film in a famous director's filmography. That he directed. But there's a twist. What twist might that be? These directors aren't known for horror movies. But their first films were horror movies. Dun dun dun. Directed. Find us on cupholderradio.com or on the podcast app every weekend. Scream 101 podcast. Dude, cr- dude, 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 cr- dude, dude, cr- dude, 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 cr- dude, dude. Once in a lifetime, you will encounter a poop nugget that will change everything. Check. One, two. I heard you like the poo nuggets. Poo nuggets. Poo nuggets. Ooh, poo nuggy. Fucking poo nuggets. Pooper dads in your panter dads. Oh, dads. <laughs>